tight. That was a good one. Like a, like a tiger. Tight, like a tiger. Man, kind of sucks that Mike Myers is probably an asshole. Mike Myers was always probably an asshole. I don't know why you were kind of only putting those two things together now. I don't know. He had a lot of good, memorable roles. Uh, I, Wayne I always, from Wings. I always thought that his roles were like the literally the lowest of brow humor. And like kind of just the same jokes over and over. I was never a fan of Mike Myers. Well, yeah, but give him with such passion and sincerity. That, no, okay, that's I, fair if you don't one, care for it. I guess one man's passion and sincerity is another man's ham. Like, like I, I understand that Jim Carrey tries really hard as an actor, but I don't really necessarily think that it's good acting to just kind of like flail your body around and yell things loudly and make distort your face a whole bunch. And like to me, that's exactly what Mike Myers does. Yeah, I really think it is going to make or break his career how well he delivers his uh, Eggman Robotnik performance in the upcoming Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Yeah. That's going to be his last chance. Yeah. I guess it is. Everything's riding on it, you know? This this is the apex, and if he doesn't nail it, then he'll just be No one knew who he was before it. He was just a nobody. And then oh, yeah. he was offered the role of a lifetime. Playing a fat robot Eggman in a movie about a video game hedgehog. I actually don't think Eggman is, uh, or Eggman Robotnik, any part of him is a robot. He is entirely human. He just makes robots. Ah. Uh, yeah. Literally the Czech word for slave. For Robotnik. Thanks. Uh, that one. Uh, what was that name of that movie? Blade Runner? No, The World End... Not not The World Ends With You. That's an upcoming video game. Uh, uh, the At World's End. Oh, yeah. You know, I, when I think back to that movie, I think I enjoyed it. I think I thought it was really fucking weird and stupid when I first watched it, but I have good memories of that movie. I... Well, we we were like seventeen when we saw it, right? I could yeah, yeah. I definitely think some of that stuff would have gone over our heads. Yeah, I mean, I feel like, I feel the same way when I think back to Drive, the movie Drive with Ryan Gosling. I did not care for it when I watched it, but whenever I think of the movie, I'm like, wow, that was a good movie. Is that weird? I can't. Is that weird? Yeah, no, I think that's a part of growing up, just like you look back at some stuff and it's like, eh, maybe that wasn't as good as I thought it was. Uh, but I don't think I can think of a single Ryan Gosling movie I like off the top of my head. Really? Let me let me pull up his uh What about The Notebook? No. <laughs> I mean, I always, I, I, I always kind of thought of Ryan. Wait, hold on. You loved the other guys. Ryan Gosling is in the other guys. Yes. Who does he play? The other guy. It's Ryan. Ryan Gosling and. Uh, oh God! Why can't I think of his name? Uh, he played, uh, the you know the gladiator. 
Um. Wow, we are. He, the Russell Crowe. Yes, Russell Crowe. It was Ryan Gosling and Russell Crowe. Come on, man. The other guys, the Mark Wahlberg, uh, Will Ferrell movie. Oh no, I'm thinking of the nice guys. Jesus Christ. Oh, okay, no. That is... <laughs> <laughs> Those movies um, are closer to each other than you might think, though. I, there's an argument to be made. Um, but yes. Uh, no, Ryan, that is Ryan, one Ryan, Ryan Gosling movie I like. Then. Yes, Ryan Gosling was in The Nice Guys. One of my favorite movies of the last couple of years. However, he was also in Blade Runner 2049, probably my favorite movie of the last two or three years. Uh, Good for you. What else was he in? Everyone's favorite gangster squad. Ne- uh, never saw that movie. La La Land? I mean, I heard good things. It all, it almost won Best Picture. <laughs> oh, boy. There is... I don't know. There's something to be said about the just uh, rhetorical and legacy damage that was done by forever tying those two movies together. Yeah. I heard uh, he's also in, he also plays Neil Armstrong in First Man, which I heard is very good, and I heard he was very good in it. Also, Remember the Titans. He was in Remember the Titans. Classic. Absolute classic. I will take your word for that. I don't think I saw that one. You don't. You didn't see. Remember the Titans. Um, is it Titans as in the Greek gods or a football team? I I one hundred percent know that you know it's a football movie. You piece of shit. <laughs> don't you try um, to blue ball me on this shit. Is that the one that came out before or after Friday Night Lights? What? I don't, I don't think Friday Night Lights is that old of a TV show. Oh, um... Wait, no, that's the one uh, that's based on the real guy, right? The football player Mike Orr, and it had Sandra Bullock in it? We are... We're done with this conversation. <laughs> Fuck you. Did you just Google football movies? Uh, nope, I absolutely just listed off the few I did know off the top of my head. But one thing we're not done with is this, the Voluntary Viewing Podcast. Roll credits! On this, uh, the 17th episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, being recorded on Tuesday, September 
18th, we have your boy, Master of Spoons, Andrew Clark. Hey. I Master of Spoons over here. That's my thing. Always has been. Canon. Canon. It's canon that I'm Master of Spoons. You got this mofo over here. Olympic diving candidate, Lucas DeRider. And then you have the world's only silent podcast protagonist, Ryan Holtz. Well said, Ryan. That gets me. That hits me where I live. It was deep. It was cutting. It was... It was More Ryan. Than I'm ready for it tonight. It, yeah, it was truly Ryan. Oh, fuck, I really hope that's his memoir now. What? World's only silent podcast member? No, truly Ryan. Truly Ryan. If, if, if you put on someone's headstone, truly Ryan, then people are going to think that's his name. Like his first name was truly, and his last name was Ryan. Either that or it's just going to say Ryan Holtz, truly Ryan. He's going to look like a dickhole. I think you put it in quotations or parentheses before his first name. Kind of like how some... It's truly Ryan Holtz. Mm, Or is it Ryan, truly Ryan Holtz? Um, Ryan, truly Ryan. Ryan... His no, his regular name, no nickname, is Ryan Ryan Holtz. All right, that that is his new middle his new middle name is Ryan. I I, I think it's sure. actually sure. Zach or something, but I'm not positive. But it's now Ryan. Pretty sure it starts with an R. I don't think it's Zach. It does because it's Ryan. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, we want to go right into news of the week, or you got uh, you got anything you want to talk about right away? Uh, you know, I don't. Uh, do you want to talk about anything, Ryan? Phenomenal. Wow. Phenomenal. I can't believe he just solved the Middle Eastern uh, Israeli-Pakistan conflict just like that. Uh. It's Israeli-Palestine. Yeah, Palestine. No, wait, no, wait. There was there was a conflict between Israel and Pakistan that no one even knew about, but Ryan <laughs> just fixed it. Mm. That's how good he is. That's how good Ryan, truly Ryan, Ryan Holtz is. I, I am honored to share the internet with that man. Let's see what other opinions he has on topical items. In the news... Of the week section. Somewhere over the rainbow, way up high. Did I nail it? I felt like I nailed it. You can't tell, but I'm weeping over my end out of joy. How beautiful that was. The natural order. Oh, by the way, I'm talking about the thing that Ryan said, not not your um, singing. 
Okay, and that was a Billy and Mandy reference to those of you at home. A cartoon series I really should rewatch sometime. No. Yes. Anyway, uh, coming here for the only thing that gets us viewership. Fortnite news! Uh, first up, um, the drum gun has been taken out of the game and put in their uh, vault of items that sometimes return but usually don't because it was too effective and people were having too much fun with it. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed the drum gun. I thought it struck the perfect middle and was actually an effective weapon that you'd be able to use for, you know, you could feel okay having it and not feel like you needed 10 extra guns to balance it out. Mm-hmm. But, you know, fuck the meta, right? Just totally fuck it. I, I think the argument is that now that SMGs are such a bigger part of the game, the drum gun really doesn't need to be in it anymore. To which point I would argue, no, I felt like... I felt as though it actually added a level of strategy to it and kind of complicated these decisions I had to make super quickly because it was just a different kind of gun that used the same kind of ammo as a lot of other guns, and I kind of had to choose between do I want to pick this up and split ammo with another weapon that I have or do I want to keep a crummier weapon? Yeah, the meta. And now it's gone. Man. Yep. Now it's just gone. Got to figure that shit out. But also in Fortnite news, they have introduced the Port of Fortress, which is a port of fort, but bigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> cool. So it's just, I mean, it kind of just looks like a port of fort, but... Yeah, literally just bigger. I think it is plus one or two panels in every direction of a regular port of fort Yeah. I also think it has, like, bounce pads on the side or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, so people can launch off and get other people, and maybe that'll make it harder for people to grapple gun up to it. I don't know. I definitely think Fortnite is starting to get to the point in its game design where there's just too much going on yeah they're introducing stuff to counteract and balance and weaken other stuff that they introduced and it's i'm not going to say vicious cycle because i hate that expression for some reason gets totally overused but yeah they just keep going in this loop All right, um, for this next one, I wish Ryan was here, if he could validate uh, my suspicions or not. But uh, Valve has now approved completely uncensored adult games for its storefront Steam. Hey, gonna get sex games. So yeah, if... Uh, I have to imagine like the trending games of the week or the most popular games of the week or whatever it's called on steam is just flooded with generic anime titty games now i mean you gotta you gotta that's what you gotta do to appease the weebs 
They they are a diehard market. They want their possibly underage anime breasts, and they're going to get it. And I mean, it's not like there are other mediums where they could get that where it's not a game super easily. Hey, man, if you want to make that argument where why would you want a thing in game form that you can get not game form, then, then you know, fuck the whole video game market. Why tell a story in a video game? Why deliver emotions in a video game? Why deliver stellar visuals in a video game when you can just do it on TV? Or, you know what, you know, fuck it. Why tell a visual story when you can just tell it, you know, in the written story? Or why why even, you know, write a story when you can just paint shit on the wall and people can figure it out? Why, why would you even do that when you can just tell them what happened? Why does media exist, Lucas, if not for boobs? Ladies and gentlemen, this man is an anime titty connoisseur and must absorb them through all different kinds of mediums in order to appease his appetite. It's an affliction many people share with him. No, fuck it. That's this is weird. Like <laughs> I'm you know, in all seriousness, like sex video games are just weird and I, they're not they are not art. At least, you know, I don't think they are. You know, maybe I'm just a Philistine, but I, putting them on Steam, this is weird. It's literally just for, you know, putting anime shit on there and there's probably going to be a lot of weird rape fantasy stuff that no one's going to be cool with except for five people. And, uh, and they're, they're going to be the ones that make it. I don't know the article off the top of my head, but I think Steam already took down a game that pushed it too far. Yeah, God. This policy has been in place less than a week, and there was already a game out there that, nope, super not okay. But I, I don't know. I mean... I'll, I'll admit, I played the original Honey Pop, or the only Honey Pop out right now. The sequel's on the horizon, I guess, and that was fine. I don't think I enjoyed it more or less than any pseudo-porn whatever. And I'm trying to wrap my head around why so many people are like, yes, it. this has to be in a game for me. Because people want to get their porn, and they're going to do whatever it takes. I hypothesize that is because, oh, a game makes them work for it, and that makes it more special. But no, a lot of these things are just like clicking through slides to a different JPEG with a different line of dialogue. You know, a lot of it's literally just fucking Candy Crush, but the reward for crushing that candy is just a picture I don't know. Maybe I'm painting it with too broad a strokes. Um, if there is actually a surprising amount of depth in the porn Steam game collection, send a, send us an email at voluntary... Not, uh, that's our Twitter. Send us an email, voluntaryviewing at gmail.com, and make a case. But let's get into the news that everyone wants to hear, and by everyone, I mean... Just Lucas. All of Nintendo Direct. Let's go right, for I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to lightning around it, uh, and then we can go back and talk about the bigger points, okay? Yeah. Oh, okay, I'm... 
on the edge of my seat. Oh boy. Uh, Settlers of Catan and other tabletop games are coming to the Switch because it will make Nintendo a shitload of money. Oh my uh, god! Tabletop games on the Switch? Holy shit! This is the best news I've ever heard in my life! Oh, that's so cool! Oh, I can't wait to play fucking Checkers on my Switch. Dude, how many people in our dorm spent every night playing Settlers of Catan? I'm, I'm I think sure, there's a market. I'm sure there are some people, but I've see, I see people that play Monopoly on like the computer, and I think that shit is dumb. <laughs> that shit is real dumb. But you can play it online with your friends who don't have to physically be there to play with you. Yeah, cool. <laughs> a board game, which is literally called a board game, a game on a board that offers nothing extra in digital format like i i think that shit's stupid but what do i what do i know fair enough um also i love how we i i said this is going to be a lightning round and you're like fucking good and then you spend two minutes ranting (laughs) about the first bullet i'm done i'm done let's Um, do it let's do it for real all right next up final fantasy 7 9 fuck you 8 10, 10, 2, and 12 are coming to the Nintendo Switch and Xbox One. Wow, they're, uh, they're busting them all out at once. Uh, everyone that got a remaster or a port, yep. Is Final Fantasy uh, 7, like, the remake still coming out? Is that still a thing? Uh, um... They haven't said they've canceled it, but it's also been two years without us hearing anything about it. So, I I don't know. I I don't think it's ever going to come out. Oh, damn. And that's, that's really a bummer. Uh, a remaster of World of Final Fantasy uh, titled World of Final Fantasy Maxima. And Chocobo's Mystery Dungeon, everybody are coming to the Nintendo Switch in the near future. And I hate myself for more than likely having to buy both of those games. Are any of these games, like, bundled together? Or are each of these games individual? Like, is Final Fantasy VII on the Switch going to be a full-price game? And Final Fantasy X on the Switch is going to be a full-price game? Or are they putting all, like, six of these together? They're not going to be full priced. I think they're going to be between uh, ten and uh, seven and, uh, and nine at least are probably going to be between like ten and twenty bucks. Okay. Um, I think ten and ten two and uh, ten and ten two are coming together because that was the HD re-release, uh, and then twelve is also going to be an independent purchase because that was also an HD re-release, and I think those will be. Probably at the $40-$45 mark. Ooh. That's a lot. It's still a markdown. Like, it's not a full-price game, but... Yeah. Yeah. Isabel from Animal Crossing is going to be a playable character in Super Smash Brothers, and people lost their shit when they found out. Is that the one where I keep seeing uh, fan art of her in Solid Snake? 
being best friends because that's what they're going to be in the game? Yes. Yes, it is. All right. Uh, there's a new Animal Crossing game coming in 2019, which is cool for people who like Animal Crossing, but I've never played a game, so good for you guys. Uh, Nintendo Online uh, will have a standard price of 20 bucks a year and will allow for online play, communication through a corresponding phone app, a uh, growing collection of NES games uh, that you can play as long as you have an internet connection, uh, automatic save backups to the cloud, and special features that have yet to be announced. I think that having communication in your games through a phone app is very easy because a lot mm-hmm. everyone is going to have phone. It's probably going to be on you no matter what. I still think it's incredibly stupid that you know what? No, I take it back. I was going to say it's incredibly stupid that you couldn't just run it through the game platform, but mm-hmm. if the switch is being taken out into public, you might want something with a better signal or that doesn't need Wi-Fi. So that does make sense. Although, no, wait, because you, you wouldn't be able to play the game without the Wi-Fi. No, that is stupid. And it's increasingly dumb because Fortnite doesn't need it, nor do you need to pay for Nintendo Online to play uh, Fortnite Battle Royale. Oh, you don't? You do not. Well, because, like, uh, what's the game with Squid Kids? Splatoon? Uh, Splatoon, yeah. So you didn't need Nintendo Online to play that game online because there was no Nintendo Online. But now you will. Oh, so that was a game that... So they had fully supported online play for Switch games, and then just now they're taking it away for free? Yes. Okay. All right. And I absolutely think it's because they were looking at uh, revenue projections, saw that at this point in the Switch's life cycle, sales were probably going to start to dip, and then they thought to themselves, if we introduce this service, that can probably give us like a revenue boost back to even until the holiday season, and then we make a bunch more money. Because people are going to be buying Switches and games and shit? Yeah. Okay. Oh, well. I know that uh, Sony, you know, it used to it used to be free to play on, you know, PlayStation, and PlayStation 4 introduced a paid service, so it's not that different. Still, yeah, still, people are still justifiably upset. Yeah. And then the last major piece of news is that coming to the Switch, Super Mario Bros. U Deluxe, an enhanced version of the Wii U game, uh, features a character ca- uh, called Toadette, who, when she consumes a special mushroom, transforms into a D- uh, Dragon Ball Z-style fusion between Princess Peach and Toadette, known as Peachette. And I don't think Nintendo realizes the hell they hath wrought. How how fandoms are going to go wild with this idea and just start fusing Mario characters together. So, what does the character look like? What does Peachette uh, look like? Is it... Because to- Toadette is already pink and has like a skirt and like pigtails, right? It it looks like Princess Peach, but with pigtails. And then a mushroom hat. But, like, not exactly, like, a toad mushroom hat, but, like, a kind of a mushroom crown. Okay. Oh, I see it. This is weird. It just, it doesn't really look that different from Princess Peach, you know? 
No. But then again, like the Dragon Ball fusion characters never really looked super different from the people who made them either. Yeah, that's true. What? what? That's the standard. That's the standard of fusing characters together. Yeah, I can't wait to see the uh, comic of Mario and Wario doing uh, doing the fusion dance, and then at the end it's Wario. Huh. That would uh be really dumb. That would be really really dumb. They're gonna do it. It's gonna exist. Cause. That's what Nintendo does. Um, do you want to talk about the Toad news, or do you, do you have anything to talk about it today? Because I'm not sure I do. Talk about what? Uh, the fact that Stormy Daniels said that Donald Trump's penis looks like the mushroom guy from Mario Kart. Well, I don't have the energy to talk about it, but I think you just said all we need to say. I hope she meant a Goomba and not Toad. I'm fine with Goombas being forever tied to that, but Toad doesn't deserve it. He already gets the short end of the stick. So did she. Ayo! <laughs> and that's what you come to this podcast for, ladies and gentlemen. Um, going on to TV news... Roseanne Barr says that her character will die of an opioid overdose off-screen <laughs> as a means to write her character off in the upcoming The Connors spinoff. Okay, I need to say something real quick. This sounds like a cry for help. Because, oh. <laughs> because I'm sure that she's connected to that show in ways because it literally was a spinoff of a show that had her name on it, so I'm sure that she's being informed of the show. But I don't really know why they would give her the details of what her character is going to do if she wasn't going to be in it. So it kind of sounds like she's projecting herself onto this character, which is still pretty much just her. And she's yep. like, yeah, people got really mad at my character, you know, and then now my character is going to go do a bunch of heroin and die. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, just kind of screaming out, like, help me, please. She fucking needs help. Um, Because if in six months Roseanne Barr is dead from a heroin overdose, this is going to be what people telegraphed. Yeah. Fucking people. I. uh, I. Is it weird that I think I might actually check out an episode or two of this show now that Roseanne isn't going to be involved? I, I think it's weird that you would want to watch this show in any capacity. I'm just interested to see what they do now that she's not a part of it. And she, in every previous iteration of the show, was the focus. Yeah. I don't know. I think it might be interesting. But um, the other TV news that you might be more interested in. I heard, um, I heard about this. I yeah. was talking to Michael about it earlier. Uh, Live-action Avatar The Last Airbender is coming to Netflix for some reason. The original show creators are the ones that are also creating this show, and, like, like the team is still there. They're just going to get new actors, and they were very clear that they're going to be, like, not white characters, like, not whitewashed. They're, mm-hmm. they're going to get ethnic characters. 
Okay. I also, good. I, which is very good, very refreshing. Um, I don't know what it, like, I don't, is this going to literally just be the story of Avatar The Last Airbender that was told over the three seasons on the Nickelodeon animated show? Or is this just going to take place in that world and have Aang in it? Like, I don't know. I hope it's the latter. I hope it's the in-between period between Avatar The Last Airbender and Legend of Korra. Yeah, it seems like they're... a really interesting like backstory and like world building there. Finally, show on television, Zuko meeting back up with his mom and working through that relationship. Yeah. I... Because if they just do the story arc of the original animated series, they already knocked that out of the park. They don't need to go back to that and take another lap. It, yeah. I mean, I am still pretty excited for it. I'm pretty hopeful. I mean, M9 Shyamalan I, isn't making it, so can't be that bad. <laughs> Zinger. Um, I want to hear more. I think I'm going to reserve judgment until I hear more, but I I think it would be foolhardy if it was just the live-action version of the original TV show. Yeah, I think that'd be a little weird, but oh well. Oh, um, the Emmys were the other night. Uh, Uh, Some shows that we're big fans of won big. HBO won uh, Best Drama Series. Uh, Thandie Newton from Westworld won... Uh, Best Supporting Actress, which I thought was a little weird because I considered her more of a lead actress than a supporting actress. Like, I thought her character was kind of a lead. I, ooh, I'd actually be interested to see who the show considers the lead cast of characters, but... I'm I'm sure the lead actress would have been Dolores. Uh, I forget her name, but... uh, I'm sure she would have been considered the lead, but they also had two lead actors nominated. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty clear that there can be more than one. So I would have considered Thandie Newton's character, Maeve, more of a lead actor or lead character. But yeah, Ed Harris and Jeffrey Wright were both nominated for best lead actor in a drama series. They lost, but they were both nominated. All right. Peter Dinklage won a Best Supporting Actor for Game of Thrones. He, he had a funny remark for that. What did he say? Boy, after winning this award, I'm not going to be able to walk around on the street and go unnoticed anymore, am I? <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Anything else uh, of note that you remember? I totally skipped over the presentation. Um, I didn't watch it at all. I just looked at a recap. Um, like, a lot of stuff for shows that I don't watch or don't care about anymore, um, but Game of Thrones did, I think, sweep all of the, like, visual art categories, so, like, visual effects, costuming, makeup, uh, set, score, it won everything. I almost wonder if they're gonna try to drop an episode early, uh, for the upcoming season, uh, so that it can be counted... Uh, for the next round of competition. No, I don't think they're going to. No, so do you think it'll just have a gap year then? I mean, I mean they already did that once. Okay. That's why The Handmaid's Tale won last year. Oh, all right. Because Game of Thrones wasn't eligible because of the gap. So they've done it once. I don't think they care. 
if they released one episode, they couldn't win any category pretty much except for like screenplay and like best epi- like best episode. Yeah. Like some some awards have that where they have single episode awards, not all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, like they wouldn't consider it for best series or any of the actresses or actors or effects because if it's just one episode, that's not a series. Because those awards look at the whole, the series as a whole for that season. Hmm. All right. That, yeah, that makes sense. All right. Do you want to talk about film? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, okay, so you actually had a comment on this one, so I'll set it up and you can, yeah, you can I, knock me down I like mean, usual. Well, so I think this case is a little bit more confusing than what people okay. have made it out to be. Because you... You had a story that was the opposite of what I had heard, and I looked into it a little bit more, and things were kind of happening at the same time. But let's actually say what we're talking about. We're talking yeah. about uh, Henry Cavill will not be Superman anymore. DC, The DC Universe lost their Superman. And mm. about a week ago, Henry Cavill and his agent both said that he was going to be stepping away from the role couple days later warner brothers put out a statement basically saying that uh man of steel 2 was not going to happen anymore and that they were kind of cutting the character and i don't i don't think it was super clear what happened first i don't know if henry cavill said he wasn't going to be superman anymore because the movies weren't going to happen or if the movies weren't going to happen because he said he wasn't going to be superman i don't know this sounds like a leverage move on behalf of uh, Henry Cavill's agent. Like, try to get public support on his side so Warner Bros. feels a little more compelled to sign him on for a few more movies. No, it, it, it didn't. That's me speculating. It didn't seem like a... It, it didn't really seem like it was one of those, like, oh, they're not be good enough for me, or, you know, like, they're not paying me enough, or even, like, this has been hard for me. It was just him saying, I'm not going to do Superman anymore. All right. So... It didn't seem like it was a negotiation thing. It kind of seemed like he just wanted out. Did uh, Did you hear that Ben Affleck is all but certainly not going to yeah. be Batman anymore? But because he's he... currently in rehab, the studio isn't allowed to make that announcement. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's a deal with the, um, I want to say the Screen Actors Guild. You can't make... Uh, uh, career announcements like that well the person affected is currently undergoing treatment oh well yeah. I, I get that yeah they're going through enough uh and then it seems like they're gonna line up a bunch of movies with uh female focused leads which is better i guess than what they're doing now but also maybe seems a little trend chasey i'm not sure yeah. All right, we can skip over this Coen Brothers thing in light of everything else. Not super important. Uh, but what we absolutely have to talk about is that the Venom film is confirmed to be PG-13. Uh, begging the question, what's the fucking point? Yeah, I thought this was all but confirmed to be like a very gruesome rated R movie. And, and then you get the 20-something edgelords who are actually super into that to come see it and 
make up uh, your budget that way. But nope, PG-13. And yeah, what's the point? Yeah, I, I think that's pretty fucking stupid. And that's all I got to say about that. I do want to, you know, just briefly, you can't just say, let's skip over the Cohen brothers thing and not. Uh, do you want to talk about it? Well, I mean, Go like, for you, it. you can't just like not. No, no. You yeah, can't say no. what it is and then not do it. Anyway, mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a new movie, new Cohen brothers directed movie that's going to be released on Netflix called The Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And the trailer looks fantastic. <laughs> just mwah, just mm, so excited it's gonna be great uh i think i think uh netflix has been a big and legitimate center of entertainment and art in both film and movies for a while but i think getting big name people like the coen brothers to make movies on there definitely heightens the prestige of that medium and should it garner the the respect and the acknowledgement of kind of the greater art film community? You know, I know that Netflix has kind of gotten a bad rap within, you know, some of the award communities because, you know, they don't like change. They don't like this new way that they do it. But Netflix offers a lot of freedom to their creators, and that really draws them in. That makes for some hella good television and really good movies. And... This definitely looks like it's going to be one of them, because holy shit, it looks funny and dramatic, and it's western. I love it. Buster Scruggs walks in, flipping guns like it's nobody's business, in a complete white cowboy outfit and a (laughs) giant-ass ugly hat, doing shit, leaving an outline of white dust that is still shaped like him. I'm not sure what the hell's going on. James Franco is in it as a guy who apparently <laughs> gets hanged a lot and doesn't really give a shit. <laughs> I, bring it on. I really want I really want a Coen Brothers thing to be excited about again. I heard Hail Caesar was fine but really didn't garner much attention. Lord knows I haven't seen it, but yeah. I, I want to be excited about a Coen Brothers thing again, and hopefully this is it. Yeah, and I I did not like True Grit, and it was a Western, and I really want the Coen brothers to make another good Western movie again. Mm-hmm. Uh, no Country for Old Men was, for all intents and purposes, a Western, even if it wasn't oh, set absolutely. in the Wild West, like the Old that... West. It's still a Western, and I think that... that kind of story is something that they excel at. Yeah. All right, um, so we had stuff in the breakouts, but I think it would actually fall more into the group chat. So we'll move on to the group chat. Do you have a song? Moving on up, moving on up, moving on up. You did that last week, it doesn't count. I know, that's why I did it. Ryan's the one that sings the songs. Um, And Ryan's silent today. Man, we really... uh, didn't keep up with the Ryan is here but quiet bit, did we? Ah, uh, no, we did not. Um, yeah, I, this should make editing even more of a breeze than usual for me. But um, anywho, all right. So you are five episodes into Final Space. 
Yep. I in the last episode that I watched, let's see, uh, Gary had to go shoot some energy into his ship, uh, almost got vaporized by his son, and was reliving the flashbacks of his childhood and his dad dying, trying to figure out what's going on there. He met Quinn. Uh, I think it kind of did address, like, that, you know, Gary... You know, like, you, you mentioned it last time. You know, like, Gary kind of sending all these messages every day, being super creepy, like, they needed to address that. Quinn never got any of them and never responded and told him to stop. And that was literally his only connection to, to the Earth and, like, another human being. And, like, he was absolutely certifiably insane. And, like, I... that was his only connection to anybody. And so I think I can forgive him a little bit, especially seeing how he reacted to that. Just, like, oh, my God, Quinn doesn't know who I am. She never got my messages. I'm a fucking loser. I feel so bad. I'm going to have to go vlog. And then he sends a message to her. <laughs> I... Okay, um, to address that in points, I absolutely love the just half-second moments in the show when they're walking around or going through parts of the Galaxy 1, and it, you just see in the background, not addressed, but definitely visible, the insane graffiti he sprayed around. Oh, yeah. That That is perfect for me. Um, but... I, I don't know. I think they could have pushed that a little further. I think they could have made that an entire, like, more of a scene, just a character explaining to him, yeah, dude, no, I didn't want to say anything, but it was really creepy that every day for five years you sent her a video, even without her responding back to you, never even thinking, boy, maybe this isn't a great thing I'm doing, maybe this isn't a great position I'm putting someone in, but, yeah. I... Norm normally that would be creepy and super awful. I think with Gary, it's it's a bit more endearing just because you know how innocent he is. But yeah. still, yeah, you're, you're right. It is creepy, also hilarious. Yeah, yeah. People, impressionable people listening to that, don't ever do that. If you if you try to get in somebody romantically, if you try to get in touch with somebody you're romantically interested in three times and they never respond, move on. Yeah, don't no, don't, don't push no. it. It's no. not good for you. Definitely not good for them. Absolutely not. Um, but I actually finished the uh, series, and I won't get into any spoilers. Uh, I don't know if it was, like, great or even good, but it was definitely interesting, and I'm glad I stuck all of it out. Yeah, you told me you weren't going to watch any more of it, so I was surprised when I saw that you it had finished it. It's one of those things that just kind of happened. Like, you know, a quiet Saturday in, don't really feel like going out, just hanging out with the SO and, yeah, watched it. Yeah. Um, I ordered a stuffed mooncake for Jade. Okay, this isn't a huge spoiler, but um, there, there, there's a scene in maybe like episode 7 or 8 or something uh, where they raid avocados uh gun cachet because they're about to go fuck shit up and then just shows it's like panning across all the characters armed to the teeth ready to go kill the uh lord commander <laughs> and then it's just mooncake floating through the air super serious expression holding a knife in his mouth <laughs> <laughs> and it is 
it, it is perfect. But uh, yeah, finish uh, finish that up at your leisure, and then we definitely need to talk about all of it. Yeah, I'd love to. All right, and then you know what else? Biggest. Yeah, you know, talking about finishing. Holy shit! Uh, more than a year in the making for this episode. These episodes. This episode. I don't know. Um, uh, at the time of recording, all three parts of Dragon Ball Z abridged episode sixty have aired bringing to an end this uh third season and which has been in the making for a long time half Holy a shit. decade yeah yeah when, when did the first episode of the cell saga come out i think it was half a decade ago i'm gonna you can keep talking give me a give me a minute i'm gonna listen i'm gonna go through the youtube see yeah. if i can find it um and you're also going to see that part two of episode 60 is already taken down, but yeah, uh, no, I, copyright I, I know when I went to go watch it, it was already down. I had to watch it on Twitch. They, they, they gave up, they gave a link to like their Twitch channel and they put it up on there. Yeah, that's, that's smart. But, um, I guess my immediate reaction is they made the right call taking their time on this one because I legitimately cannot think of how any of these, any of this, could be better than what it was and I'm glad they took a year and some change to get it to this level. Yeah. From 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 16's death to Gohan just emasculating cell uh to the final killing cells to Vegeta deci- deciding to be a dad and maybe a better person to everybody saying goodbye. Fucking killed it. Yeah, episode 31, uh, which was the first episode of season three of Team Four Star Abridged, was released on... December 19th of 2012. Six years. Almost six years ago. (laughs) Jeez. Good for them. They've been doing this for a long time. And good for them for just still sticking with it and going to get to season four and uh, the trunks going back to the future stuff at at some point. Because they have... A ton of other sources of revenue now. They absolutely could just stop and decide, no, we're going to focus on some other stuff, maybe even some original content, but nope, they are sticking with it, and I am beyond grateful. The first episode came out 10 years ago. No. They don't even have the first episode up on their YouTube. I think it was taken down and they never got it back up. Mm, Yeah, I could see that. Uh, well, I guess with them, it's always like a rolling thing where there's always at least one episode in the catalog down. Yeah. Ugh. But, uh, yeah, what, I, what What? are your reactions? What's your impression? It's good. It was very serious, and, like, it felt like the end. Yeah. Like, it. it definitely felt like when they made this, this was going to be the end. And they decided that they were going to keep going, and so they left it open. But having watched this show for several years, and like I'm not, I didn't even start watching it when it first came out. I was no. 
couple years down the line, but probably four years ago at this point, three, four years ago that I started watching, you know, yeah. it was a very lighthearted, funny thing. And these last three episodes, or the last three parts of this one episode, felt very serious. And it was still funny, but it definitely felt like a more dramatic finish. Dramatic, dramatic finish. finish! I actually, I, okay, I, so... I loved that, because it kind of undercut the drama, and it kind of reminded you, like, yeah, the last 35 to 40 minutes of this show has been nothing but pretty much just another take on the actual drama of the show. They're like, we're here to remind you that this is a fucking parody. Um, My I'm baby actually... boy! <laughs> uh, uh, God, that was just great. Um, for the dramatic finish thing, I'm actually curious. I know the uh, same voice actor who did that line in uh, Dragon, Ball Fighter, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters is kind of in their pool of voice acting talent. Uh, he also voices Cloud in their Final Fantasy VII Machine Abridged. Oh, really? So I wonder if they got him to redo that line and then added those audio effects, or if they just lifted it out of the game. Yeah, I don't, and if I don't they know. ever do like an, if they ever do an AMA, I'm absolutely sending that in. Absolutely. Uh, um. It was definitely more serious, but there were also there were also some pretty fucking great jokes oh, in there oh yeah. too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Krillin, <laughs> the Krillin owned counter winding down, presumably because he made Android eighteen orgasm a bunch. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, scatter bullet. <laughs> uh, Dende being super horny. Yep. Uh. Quick question about the actual show, because I didn't watch that much of Dragon Ball Z, like, in its entirety, like, when it was actually on TV. Mm -hmm. uh, I, when Gohan and Cell are having their, that last final beam struggle, and Gohan's doing the one-handed Kamehameha, is Vegeta the only one that tries to help him out? No, I think within, um... In the actual show, it's everybody just taking pot shots at Cell, and then Vegeta doing his big bang attack on him is just enough to give Gohan the edge. That's that's what I thought. I don't know why they didn't yeah. show that in there. And I don't know. I think I think a lot of the character arc is still kept. Like it, yeah. Um, I'm I'm glad they gave sixteen a soul, and he's in hanging out with Bird Heaven. That's nice. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Can you, Do you can you hear this? By the way, like my computer beeping. I cannot. Okay. But uh, is I... it coming up in your audacity? I don't believe so. I think uh, we're fine then. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have a favorite joke from uh, from these last three episodes? Um, there. I don't know. There's a lot going on. I didn't really like Cell singing. Really? Yeah. Like I thought it was fun, but like I think it went on too long. 
for uh, me, it came back around. Like it was just long enough that it wore out, but then that just kept going, uh, brought me back. The, the thing is, though, is that like they had their little montage at the end with him singing, and like I liked it, but again, it felt like the end. It mm-hmm. was like them kind of recapping, you know, like yeah, we've been on this journey together for a long time, and I liked it. But knowing that it was going to continue on kind of undercut it a little bit. Like I, I, I feel like yeah, like I I definitely want the show to go on. Like I love Dragon Ball Bridge so much; it's so funny. But like I feel like it's also doing a number on the cast and crew. And if one episode's coming out every, you know, like, 8 to 12 months, I feel like yeah. it's more effort than it's worth. It, I mean, if they go back to 10-minute episodes, I, I feel like they can ramp up production to be pretty streamlined again whenever they want to. Um, uh, we do... They have said that they're going to do the history, the Trunks Going Back to the Future, uh, the next uh, movie, I think it's BoJack or whatever... But I don't know, and especially after this, I'm fine with waiting another year before we get monthly or every other Wait, month episodes about, again. What, what about Bojack? Not Horseman, the Dragon Ball villain. There's a Dragon Ball villain? Named Bojack, yeah. He's a space pirate. Oh. Yeah. They're absolutely going to make that joke in the episode, and I'm looking forward to it. Oh, Okay. Um, and no, I understand, like, uh, mm, yeah, and I'm especially looking forward to the next season of Abridged, because, well, I think that there are definitely a lot of problems with the tail end of the original Dragon Ball Z. There are also definitely some high points, too, and I think it's going to be pretty great to see their take on, uh, Gotenks, and Goku and Vegeta fighting again, and Goku turning into a Super Saiyan 3, and teenage gohan going to high school that i'm actually really excited for their take on what dragon world high school is like dragon world high school is the name of the high school no i think it's called uh i it's either four star high school i think it's called satan high school or something (laughs) okay or maybe it's just in satan city i'm not sure but, yeah, I'm really looking forward to that. All right. Well, now I am, too. Yeah. And you at home should be looking forward to the next episode of the Voluntary Viewing Podcast, because this one is almost done. Follow us on Twitter at V2 underscore podcast. Send us questions to voluntaryviewing at gmail.com. Uh, smash the like button. Promote us on social media. Uh, get a tattoo of a QR code that takes people to our SoundCloud uh, somewhere on a visible part of your, on a usually visible part of your skin. Um, yeah, do do all of those things. I'm Andrew. That was Ryan. And I'm Lucas. Good night, everybody.